Now, gentlemen. The defendant is not guilty. But somebody in this courtroom is. Unmitigated temerity. Hello, hello, everyone out there in Gatsby land. Welcome back to the OK Gatsby, Gatsby season, season three, three, colon, to, to chill, chill a mockingbird. mockingbird. It's been a while. Been Thanks a for while. tuning back in. Yeah. Good uh, to be back in the feed. We thought we'd do a little uh, special episode because Terrence here had the unmitigated temerity to go to the play <laughs> without me. <laughs> I'm a Manhattan socialite, and so I get invited to the theater from time to time. <laughs> he put on his best tuxedo. Yeah, I put my little opera glasses um, and uh, cummerbund and tails. Yeah, I went and saw it. To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway. Yes, the famous Broadway of Broadway. Manhattan. New heard York. of it? Heard of it? Perhaps you've heard of it. Uh, we, I saw the. It was. It was so. It was the Ed Harris version. Mm-hmm. It was. Jeff Daniels for a while of Dumb and Dumber fame. He oh, played Atticus Finch, um, and I think I was kind of. I think I'm a little bit annoyed at Jeff Daniels and Aaron Sorkin for the newsroom still. <laughs> yeah, I was so, gonna say that's so weird that they still work together. Yeah, after like that, after that weird newsroom. I, exactly, and I'm, I was kind of worried like they they like working. Do they like that that much? Are they gonna keep doing that? This and also, <laughs> like how preachy Atticus can be, and how I know Jeff Daniels loves being like, you know. There's just folks, you know, folks. There's justice, and that is justice is justice. (laughs) At the end of the day, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Ed Harris is Atticus Finch, um, and then a bunch of nobodies for the rest of the cast. They weren't even in a movie. They're just acclaimed (laughs) theater actors. Oh, that's so boring. (laughs) How many of you were in this room in Joe? Hello? Hello? Uh, anyone? Dumb and Dumber, anyone? Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> and anyone, something. Even uh, Meet the Clumps? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get one Meet the Clumps? Um, yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. I got, we got uh, a really so good show the show. Me and my friend Francesca from St. Bonaventure University and mm-hmm. uh, also from New York City now. She lives in New York City. She's, she's a, a listener too, right? She's a listener. Shout out. Uh, she's a Broadway fiend and uh, she got us... $35 tickets. Nice. I feel like that should be part of every review of the theater. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we paid 180 paid bucks. bucks. Yeah, we paid this much money. and Because uh, it's like, for me, that ruins the show. Like, I'm like, I'm broken up where it's like, am I enjoying this, you know, 80, yeah. $80? Am I? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, it needs to be like, am I got a deal? It needs to be like, that's part, that's part of the whole experience. Well, that's for me when I ever go to a nice dinner where I'm like, this is $35? Chipotle is ten dollars. <laughs> do I do enjoy it more? <laughs> love Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> if I went to Chipotle and I hired a guy to bring the Chipotle over to me, <laughs> so like that would be like three dollars, you know? Yeah, like, maybe uh, you gotta tip the guy. Yeah, <laughs> tip the guy. So if we're up to fifteen bucks, it's still it's a nice meal, you know? Yeah, I go with the water. You gotta get the free water glass. Like what are free you? water <laughs> glass? But then you have the you have your little Chipotle waiter guy refill it for you <laughs> <laughs> with with lemonade. Oh yeah, so he, ta- he takes the heat. He takes yeah, the heat. He's if they, been mad at him. <laughs> if they came down, yeah, if they came down on him, he okay. takes the heat. So what theater was? It? Do you remember what the name of the theater was? Oh <laughs> no, I don't. Um, it was one of those old ones uh, in the nice. theater district. Nice. That's uh, where they usually put the theaters. Beautiful old theater. I didn't even think about that. I could look it up, but uh, who cares? No one's going to. Who cares? Yes. I don't care. 
Um, all right, so walk me through. Wood. Walk, walk, how is the play? First of all, just general, your, uh, your so approach on the street. Two words. How was the play, Terrence? How was the play? Loved it. Loved it. Very exciting. Uh, very well acted. I thought they did uh, they did a good job presenting the story as we know it, you know, but in a way that's exciting for the theater. I mean, like, uh, it was uh, pretty faithful. I feel like it's so easy to turn these into, like, a book versus movie versus play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, uh, it was awesome and, like, it was dramatic and funny and intense and... Uh, um, yeah, it was really cool. They 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 presented it this different way where like right away you're in the courtroom. Like mm-hmm. you're in the courtroom right away. Ed Harris walks out, clap, 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 everyone loves it's Ed Harris. Mm-hmm. I thought they were gonna maybe like hide him for a while and be like and be like, You don't get your Ed Harris yet. <laughs> you want it, don't you? You, you want it so bad. You're gonna love it. You're gonna, <laughs> oh, you want it. Uh but they yeah, so they, they gave it to you right away and the, the, the trial was kinda like woven through interesting in the same way that scout is the narrator of the book and she's remembering from some um undetermined time in the future remembering back on that summer framing it as like the end or like oh remember when jeb broke his leg same way except it's with jem and dill they're all kind of like narrating together and they're kind of like interesting jumping over each other um and like Making jokes, a lot of humor in the narration. I like that a lot. Dill was like super funny, and he's funny in the book, I guess. But like, uh, he's a ham. The actor was a ham. And they how gave old him were great these? Lines. Uh, were they children actors? They were not. They were like those weird young-looking people in their twenties who can mm. just play. If they're just like wearing overalls, you're like, oh, it's a kid. Oh, okay. Like those like kind of baby-faced like, and then they, you know, they they do the acting thing where they're they're uh, acting like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but Dill was super funny, and even like they even do like they do like one or two like sort of nods, like like at the points where they were, they would be narrating, but then they'd also have to be in the mm-hmm. in the uh, action. And like at one point, was Dill was like, and I was there. I mean, I'm here as a narrator, but I was also a part of the plot. And he like <laughs> like gets yeah. in, and, like gets a gets a laugh, a little fourth wall winking. Oh man, and they love it. They eat it up. Those Broadway piggies. Yum yeah. nom 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Well, I was just—I was telling you earlier. It's like the easiest laughs in New York City are on Broadway. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, you can be like, if you know what I mean. Boom. Yeah, the lightest innuendo. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know, Atticus. You're a bit of a fuddy duddy. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> huge pop. <laughs> it's like a like a Def Jam. Like everyone's so excited. <laughs> Damn. So fun. Uh. So yeah, I do like that they gave you the they gave you the trial, they gave you the courtroom right away, uh, which was like, which it's like it's like what you think. Yeah, it's kind of odd though because if you went to see the play only, you'd be like, oh yeah, of course, it's what I would thought it was going to be, which is like it's about a trial. Mm-hmm. The play is about the trial, um, and then they kind of like flash back to all that kind of those that, you know those Maycomb folksy scenes that set the scene and make you understand yeah. how everything came to be and in, in the, in the culture of the town and the attitudes that sort of built yeah, to make the, the trial the way it is. The that Atticus has to weave through. Right. Maycomb as a character, all those things are in it, but uh, they are woven into the trial. Okay. As like, a, and earlier, this happened. Um, Almost like how a television works now. Exactly. Uh, six months earlier. Yeah. yeah. Like, here's the exciting part. 
that you came to see. Good. So now you know it's going to be good later. Yeah. So here's the here's so the here's earlier. his character arguing with his wife now. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. Now here's a here's a uh, demure breakfast. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be different. Uh, yeah. So they started out with the. Uh, Trial is great. I mean, Ed Harris. Ed Harris kills it. Um, all the uh, Maycomb people are fun. Different people doing different attempts at Southern accents. I thought the accents were good. Sometimes you know, it's like distract. It's like distracting. Like, is that your Southern accent? Um, mm. But there's very little of that. Good job. Yeah, it is. It is kind of like a bad Southern accent is so corny that it's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I know it's bad. Yeah, bad news. But the night I saw, the night I saw. Uh, Calpurnia was being played by an understudy. They did the, the kind of thing where they do an announcement like, mm-hmm. the role of Calpurnia will be played by some... Which is because, like, they're announcing that because it's different than in your in your program. It says somebody different. Yeah. So they get... But they but they had to make a change. So... And she was amazing. You wouldn't even have guessed that she was uh, a bad actress who sucks. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah. Every understudy is a failure waiting to happen. And you heard it here first. Quote. You can quote us on that on our uh, on our little little old podcast here. Yes. Um. So, at the Cal- speaking of Calpurnia, the, the Calpurnia uh, storyline is a little different in the play, or at least it's like it's got a different energy. You know. Like how would you like, how would you describe the Calpurnia Atticus relationship in the book? I would say um a loyalty uh and a um respect with a little bit of like just a natural like there is no hiding that it's a boss uh employee relationship. Like the best possible boss employee relationship. Yes. Where it's like she's worked here so long she's like family. Yes. They do say that they say that in the play too that, that she you know, you're like she's like family. She raises the kids. Like they do have kind of a in the book, right? They have they Atticus and Cal have kind of a a, a bit of a, a, a warmer back and forth. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Like a brother sister sort of thing. I, I think he will be snappy in defending her to other people. For sure. Yeah. Um and but yeah, does does she kind of ever give him any guff? I don't know. I feel like not really, right? She no, gives the I kids wouldn't guff. say so. Yeah, she's she, uh, maybe she'll criticize that like scouts too wild and or whatever. Like right, that. right. But she's almost criticizing scout. I remember like yeah, the tea party scenes and stuff. She's criticizing scout, um, and she teaches them. It's more like about her and the kids in the book. There's yeah. a little bit of familiarity with her and Atticus. You can tell that they've been they've known each other for their whole lives pretty yeah. much. By design, there isn't scenes that Scout's going to see between them that are not yes. otherwise friendly. Yes, right. Yeah, the, the Scout's scouts uh, eye as the narrator is more prevalent in the book for obvious reasons. Yeah, You wouldn't argue with it, essentially a mother figure in front of them. Right, right. Uh, so in the play, the Calpurnia Atticus scenes are a little bit different. They're like, I mean, they mentioned that they're like brother and sister, and they are... Uh, they're familiar and they uh do kind of like start off right away like kind of playfully like mm-hmm. r- not roasting but you know like they're sort of like teasing each other a little bit because they, they they know each other so well um and the whole time Atticus is getting at this thing where he's like Calpurnia you've been uh, a bit uh well well the term uh, I've recently learned is uh is a uh, passive aggressive and he's like <laughs> it's like it, it's played off like this is a new term Mm-hmm. That I read about in like some quarterly magazine, yeah, um, and that gets a huge laugh. <clears throat> and uh, so they're playing it off, and then uh, 
and this is one of the main differences apparently that I saw Ed Harris on Stephen Colbert and he said like uh you know in in this version Atticus is not a saint you know he's not I know he's not not the not the not a not a not a, not a, not a perfect person um and then Colbert was like especially with the those scenes with Calpurnia so it's like that's like a thing yeah <coughs> it's an, an acknowledged difference they acknowledge sure. it yeah and so how it ends up is um near the end Calpurnia is like you know how you're asking me what was wrong, what was going on? It was because, you know, <laughs> he's like walking away and she goes, you said you're welcome. And he goes, what? And she goes, when you told me you were going to defend Tom Robinson in court, I didn't say anything. And then you said under your breath, you're welcome. So, and like she catches him in doing this. This is yeah. not in the book at all. Yeah, no. Um, and this feel, this to me feels very Sorkin-y, where he, it's like, uh, like I, it, like Sorkin is obviously kind of a pompous, yeah. arrogant ass at points himself, and yeah. he writes an amazing pompous, arrogant ass character. Yeah, constantly. That yeah, they always lead whatever. <laughs> the West Wing social network, right? Uh, the the newsroom. He loves to deflate the egos of of white heroes. <laughs> yeah, after like making them seem amazing and like eloquent and yeah perfectly moral and like perfectly able to argue any point uh then he likes to like have someone be like and you know what though at the end of the day you're kind of a jerk yeah uh, so i feel like they kind of did that to atticus in this last scene like uh uh which bothered me uh a little bit in terms of like atticus yeah, the character of Atticus was not exactly that ever. I mean, like, in the book, yeah. I remember complaining about how <clears throat> Atticus was, like, too perfect. He's an angel. He's an ethics lesson with legs. Yeah. Walking around being like, well, actually, you, you, you know, like, everyone's actually equal. It doesn't matter what they, even if mm. they spit in my face. Yeah. Everyone's like, you can be mad if you want to. And he's like, I'm not mad. I'm not even a little bit mad. <laughs> You're mad. <laughs> You're mad. And that's actually. I'm, I'm laughing over here. I'm laughing at you how mad you are. <laughs> it's morally wrong for you to want me to be mad. <laughs> Stop wanting me to be mad. Um, so there was that. And he had, he, he had like, a sort of apologized to her for being, uh, like, the, the implication is, like, he's doing it to as a great favor as as a great favor to her and to be like this like pompous hero like uh he's doing it he's he's being ethical for the for the challenge the challenge and for the like to seem ethical he's doing mm. it to for everyone else to be like isn't Atticus Finch great and he's entirely unconcerned with the public opinion of him yeah in the book and in the play you know what i mean like uh um, but I guess like they gave him a dash of that, I guess, as a, to make him more human, to make him less For of sure. a, that <coughs> it wouldn't be a flaw of like the arrogance of like, I want to be a hero. And right. it's like, I can see that, that you don't make yourself that good unless you have deeper drives towards that sort of status in the community. And it's interesting. Like, cause the book had none of that. I remember commenting yeah. and being like, wh where is this? Like, is this guy, does this guy get tired at night of being such a hero? Mm -hmm. Uh, something like I want to see, I just want to see him like sigh. <laughs> I just want him to be like, Ooh, hard day, you know? Uh, but he never did. But in the play, they gave him that sort of interesting. That's uh, a very modern, uh, trait, a very Sorkin trait too. To yeah. Do. So that was one of the big, uh, one of the big, uh, derivations or no, uh, 
Deviations. Deviations. Derivations would mean it came from it. it uh, yeah. It derived. Yes. It was derivative. <laughs> derivative. No. It was the opposite of that. It. The newsroom is actually a sequel to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to Kill a Mockingbird. Go set an anchorman. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> uh, so, but I think because of that, actually, no, not because of that. There, the Harper Lee's estate is suing Aaron Sorkin for this play. Interesting. Because he, because of the portrayal of Atticus Finch, um, it, it, it specifically like the lawsuit says the main character, the lawsuit argues, is portrayed as initially being naive to racism. Like he didn't know. I don't get that. That didn't come across to me, and neither did Francesca. Didn't get that either. Mm-hmm. Another naive quote is racism. naive to racism. Like he doesn't know about it, but he seems like in the book he knows about it the whole time. Obviously. Yeah, and also it's like, yeah, like especially like white men in the thirties. It's like you're not gonna know all the details of. There's like the idea of microaggressions are not. <laughs> yeah, they're still worried about aggressions. Like right, <laughs> yeah, he knows about them. Uh, yeah, regardless of like, right, he know, yeah, yeah, as much about racism as he can, but also he's not. A, he's a white man. He's not gonna know everything. <laughs> yeah, but right in the yeah, I don't understand. I don't get. Um, it also alleges that the script does not present a fair description of small town Alabama in the 1930s. Um, I wonder where that came from. Maybe was like it the, too witty? The <laughs> These guys are dumbasses. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the racism. Uh, the ra- yeah. Uh, the, the racism in the play, I think, was a little bit different. A little, I think they were trying to make it a little bit more modern. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little more like a white power speak kind of like a little bit more like a white man built the built this country mm-hmm. uh, and we got to like maintain the white race and like the 14 words shit. What's that? Uh, I forgot what it is, but it's oh. it's the uh, we must protect the future for our white children. Oh, the KKK shit. Yeah. Yeah. And they mentioned KKK in particular uh, with the, which they didn't in the book. Um yeah, all the all everything is implied in the book, or like they'll they'll be a witty way of saying it. Like what happened to the WPA? Nine old men killed it. It's like he'll never say it. the Supreme Court. I'm talking about the Supreme Court. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Supreme Court. Um, another derivation, another Atticus uh, oddity, uh, if you will, is uh, he like Bob Ewell comes back after the uh, verdict, and he like like uh, I think this is this is to replace the. In the book, it happens off, quote unquote, off screen. It happens somewhere else. Atticus gets spat. Spit yeah, Bob Ewell spits in Atticus's face, um, and that scene happens on stage in the play. And it is kind of nice in the play. Some things happen on stage that happened off off stage. Like mm-hmm. the judge asks Atticus to defend Tom Robinson in one of the first scenes, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, yeah, this makes sense. You should see like Atticus being like, I don't know. I mean, I had. You know, I don't, I don't want got two small kids. Exactly, okay. all that stuff, and the judge is like, "I want." So you can see that where the judge is at, the judge is like uh, uh, on the side of justice as opposed to like racism. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so similar to that, we see the Bob Ewell spitting on Atticus's face scene, and uh, uh, in that scene, <laughs> Bob Ewell like takes a run at him, uh, and uh, Atticus like puts him in a headlock and. Uh, threatens to break his legs or his arms. Wow! Uh, straight up violence. He's a non-violent guy. Straight up violence. I mean, he like really regrets it afterward. He's like, blah, 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 I shouldn't have done that. Uh, so, I guess it's. I mean, it's in it's in the spirit, I guess, of showing instead of like 
mm-hmm. having us infer that maybe uh having us infer that maybe Atticus could be violent uh yeah. if pushed they just like let's push them and then uh they do some uh cool uh theater fighting fight choreography yeah (laughs) and then he spits in his face and leaves interesting yeah uh and i was like i was kind of mad because like non-violence is important i think it's an important part of atticus's yeah and especially that he cannot be uh seen to sweat by bob ewell that seems to be very important right yeah but you can never let bob ewell know he got to him but he done did yeah uh, Bob Ewell's a freaking troll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't capitulate to the troll. Um, so uh, beyond that, um, there was a few interesting uh differences. Um, I mean, those are the big ones. Any remember uh, like memorable lines of uh, Sorkin style of? Oh like, yeah, a couple snappy one-liners. Well, uh, I mean, like the. You have the scene where Jem loses his pants mm-hmm. and they have to like cover it up. I mean, like that was very funny. Uh, Dill was like, I mean, because like they, it's from the book that yeah. like we're playing strip poker. Yeah. But like they really milk it and like it gets it gets <laughs> it gets a huge it got huge laughs. It was very funny and they keep calling it back like, um, like at the end, uh, Boo Radley shows up and and, and they figure out Boo Rad- oh Boo Radley made those dolls and he. He put the gum in the oak tree, and he sewed Jem's pants. And mm. uh, Atticus is like pants, and they're like, "Never mind." Huge <laughs> laugh, you know, like, like big fucking, big freaking laugh. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hold for edit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, yeah, I was trying not to say that, and then I just say it in some stupid way. But it's not even needed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just say it as like a comma. So annoying. Um, yeah, they they the the trial scenes are more. Um, more epic and a little bit more intense, um, and they seem to like you know make the cornerstone of the of the narrative. Um, the scene uh, where Tom Robinson or where Tom Robinson's in the in the uh, jail, in the county jail, mm-hmm. and they're gonna move him, and then the uh, the gang comes. That's the big uh, act break. Okay, that's the last scene of the first act. It's like interesting. I think about that and come back in ten minutes. Ooh. Um, but it, that was to me that was the most uh, affecting scene. That was like that that got me in the book a lot too. But like seeing uh, the, all the guys are wearing hoods oh. in the they're oh. wearing actual hoods. They're not like KKK hoods, but they are like trying to hide their identity. Burlap sacks, yeah. yeah. But they are, it's funny because I mentioned that they're in the KKK, but they are wearing hoods. And like Scout being like, is that you, Mister Campbell? What's his name? I forget. You know. Cowell or uh, Walter, he's the poor boy. Yeah, Cunningham. Cunningham. Is that you, Mr. Cunningham? That's you. You're the man who uh, you paid us in chestnuts instead of money. Yeah. Um, and like, just like they did the perfect job of like of like the innocence of Scout is as a way to combat like the mob mentality these men have and like the individual standing up and stopping the the mob you know so mm-hmm. like because even cuttingham goes we're going home we're out of here and that's what he does in the book too and like yeah like like we're done um 
and it, it was it, that was a perfect that was the perfect uh translation in my opinion that scene was incredible like they that's the most cinematic scene of the whole thing i think so yeah it, it, was, it was amazing and uh even thing where like atticus is like get out of here go and Jem is like no and uh then yeah, scout that does is, that. that is a great scene just thinking about that scene that <laughs> right like go although you know how does that scene end he's the very last scene it's like Remember, there's a guy. There's that guy in the. Oh, the. He wasn't there. The guy, the second. So the, 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 in the newspaper book, man wasn't there. Newspaper, the racist newspaper man was like, "I had you covered, Atticus." You like, yeah. I would have shot him dead. Uh, like, then that's kind of like a button on it. Like, oh, the whole time there's this guy with a gun. Yeah. Who could have shot these guys for you? He had your back. Kind of a funny thing. Um, even though that guy's racist, but he loves Atticus, kind of thing, and he likes. Yeah. He doesn't like, you know, messing around with law and order. Yeah. But he wasn't there. I was thinking, like, is he going to be up on one of the balconies, like, shouting down? Like, is he going to be on one of those cool, like, no, there's not. Because um, people were entering from the, the aisles and stuff like that, which I liked. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, that would be like. That's always so. <laughs> like, it almost kind of seems kind of handy when the actor's like, oh, I was just sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, they were, like, sitting down. They were, like, they walked in. From <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll say something. <laughs> But I'm in the audience. Well, me. <laughs> um, but like they use the stage as like the porch. It's kind of cool. Like the you know the, all those porch scenes where they're like you know drinking tea and talking about the uh, the you know the, the state of the town. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Miss Dubose thing was funny. One that was a big laugh is because uh, Atticus keeps talking about like all you got to do is take a moment to crawl around in someone else's skin. You know. And then Scout's like, I'm not crawling around in Miss Dubose's skin. <laughs> and that gets a big laugh. And she goes, and he goes, I don't think, e- I don't think she's even crawling around in her own skin. <laughs> she's so old. Um, uh, that's a big laugh. And it's, it, and it was fun to hear, like over and over, hearing this crawl around in your own skin thing, and to hear it like kind of skewered was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I felt like that was maybe, like the fact that they were making fun of Atticus for believing that. Um, and this is something this is something that Francesca pointed out actually too is that like they make they make they keep making fun of Atticus for believing this beautiful thing that like yeah. you should have perfect empathy uh, if if you can you should be you should think of yourself as these other people and that and that will solve the problem mm-hmm. uh, and in the book it's just kind of like wow Atticus believes that really beautiful thing and we should all kind of learn from it uh, and in the play everyone's kind of like Atticus stop badgering us with this stupid lesson <laughs> yeah uh we're tired of it and also you're a hypocrite because you said you told kelly you're welcome so there's a little bit of like it makes him imperfect and that's what i wanted so it's kind of hard i'm conflicted because i wanted him to be a little imperfect and then now that he is a little imperfect in the play i didn't like it because it, it's not the atticus finch i knew yeah it's not he now he's an imperfect vessel for these beautiful messages yeah and it's like which is more true to life but it's like right it kind of makes the message seem silly where do we go from here yeah I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it was uh, very affecting, and uh, I think it does translate well to stage. Um, they made a few of those changes, and I, was, I mean, it was cool. I mean, other, if it weren't for those, the You're Welcome scene that I mentioned, you could, I could, I would not, I would not have thought about it as a Sorkin play, mm-hmm. but it's cool to see Sorkin's, because I'm a fan of Sorkin, I have a, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan, but I do have my qualms with his uh, mm-hmm. style, it's like, he he it's like his style is so distinctive um yeah 
but he did slow it down. He didn't make them talk super fast and super smart or walk down hallways together or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, but I loved it. I recommend seeing it. You think they would? This might the momentum from this might lead to a, a new To Kill a Mockingbird movie. I think. Yeah, I think maybe we're ready. Because, like, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe. Because yeah. it's a 70-year-old movie. <laughs> no, but it's a, yeah, uh, but it is an iconic movie. Gregory Peck kills it so it so does. hard in that role. Yeah. Um, Imagine John Hamm as Atticus. <laughs> boom, yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, everyone has tried to sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's rewatching Mad Men I'm right watching now. Mad Men. I'm just thinking about John yeah. Hamm all the time. Hey, and I'm, th- I'm, in, I'm thinking about him, too. I can't get him out of my head. Uh but yeah, I think so. Because yeah, they were talking about on the same Colbert interview with Ed Harris. He's like, they're like, he's like, how did you get Gregory Peck out of your head for this role? I mean, like, and he's like, it was hard, it was hard. But I thought of my own father. Blah blah blah. Things mm. things actors say on Colbert. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, I think that yeah, we are ready <laughs> after seventy years. I think we could do an, another movie because it, it's still funny. It's poignant. Um. It felt relevant. It was good. Cool. That sounds yeah. like a nice time. Uh, and and now let's talk about season four. Season four. This is also a season four preview episode, y'all. All right. And we will now announce with a drum roll the next book. We will are be taking our talents to Pride, Pride and Prejudice. Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. A book by Jane Austen. By Jane Austen. But I never book. have. You've never read it. I've never read it. All right, double haven't read. Double haven't read. So we've done. We've done uh, double reread, right? Yes. Great Gatsby, we'd both read. Yes. Catcher in the Rye, we both read. Had yes. read. Yeah. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, I had not read. You had read. Yes. This is a whole new thing. This is a whole new territory. Brave New World. Virgin and territory. Next, we're gonna do Brave New World. And Brave New World, <laughs> which I, I do like that book a lot. Yes. Anyway, uh, Pride and Prejudice. I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Um. I've I think I've had to pretend to read it for some class at, at some point, um, but you know it's like it's the classic sort of it's a classic sort of parlor romance parlor comedy. Yeah, that's, that is, I mean that is the reputation of Jane Austen that she created almost a whole world of sort of like a refined romantic entanglement thing. A genre, yeah. Yes, uh, but I mean she you don't last a hundred and thirty years or so if you aren't doing something even more complicated than that so i'm yeah. excited to like dive deep into it me too yeah I've, ne- I've never really given any of any of i just saw little women and uh it made me want to like i'm like maybe i'm ready maybe i'm now mature enough to empathize with women <laughs> victoria i mean sorry yeah i mean maybe i mean i think to, uh, i think it's like that's the elephant in the room here is i almost said that right away it's like uh, it's a girl book and it's like yeah. that's a rude and it's a rude thing to say. It makes you cu- it cu- makes you yeah, come off sure. makes you come off bad, which is why I think it's so brave of me to say it. Yes, uh, that I perceived this book and books you like said it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing Pride and Prejudice. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I, it's perceived as a girl book. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and so for a long time, I'm like, yeah, it's great. I it's like you know when you, someone recommends a movie to you and, you and you know it's good, you're like, I respect it. You know, I respect yeah. uh, Citizen Kane. But it wasn't written for my demographic. It's not for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think uh, now uh, getting to thirty, I'm. Uh, I love Little Women. Women, the movie, the Greta Gerwig directed, mm. written thing, and I want to read Little Women, and I am I am excited to read Pride and Prejudice as well. Yeah, I um. I I saw a tweet from Jake Weissman, a comedian out in Los Angeles. I didn't, uh, he said like she's like one of the funniest people who hated 
like society. So like, that's an angle that I'm like Jane Austen. Yeah. Or oh Jane really? Austen. That she like was making fun of everyone around her. Hell yeah. So it'll be interesting to read it to see if that holds weight. Um, but he's a smart guy, so something to think about. And nice. And there is that too, where it's like, yeah, as a that's a guy. It's like there's no shortage of of like the Hemingway and Fitzgerald of like yeah, here's like men thinking about men stuff. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of great books, and not to say that they aren't. And, and I've read them all. I mean, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've read, read a lot. I've read a lot of them. Single one of them. The Mad Men of books. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like, uh, it's like, hey, it's it's uh, hard being a man when you have feelings, uh, and you got to drink them away. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, but that genre has been covered. Yes. Uh, and it's a craft, and you can always appreciate craft craftsmanship from themes that you don't normally consider. Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, I'm pumped also because we almost did uh, Moby Dick. We <laughs> Kevin was like, "Let's do Moby Dick," and I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." I just cause I just agreed to whatever, and uh, yeah, that I cracked it open on the train. I brought it on the train, Kevin, on the train. <laughs> I carried Moby Dick onto the train, um, and I did. I liked it okay. Uh, no, that's not true. I texted you that I I, I hate that, this. Kev, <laughs> I, I hate this, this book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe someday, but like it was like it reminded me of reading Shakespeare, where it's like I could read the words and uh, they could just wash over me, and I would be like, "Oh, I haven't really even thought about what these words mean." Yes, you have to think about what each sentence means. Yeah. There's just enough of like a a time gap that it's like, oh, "Okay, I don't get this joke." I know he's joking, <laughs> but I don't know what he's joking. Totally, about. totally. God, what's the yeah the uh, Pythagorean Pythagorean uh, wind or Pythagorean uh, not wind rule the, yeah. <laughs> Pythagorean rule, not the theorem, is that um, he like he okay, the joke was uh, like there was winds coming from all from all sides, especially considering the Pythagorean rule. And it's like the, and there's a footnote. It's like the Pythagorean rule is if you eat beans, uh, beans lead to flatulence. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's the <laughs> there's a fart joke in Moby Dick. And that almost got me where I was like, let's do it, but. There's 137 chapters or something. Yeah, like that. 133. If we did three a day <laughs> or three a week, it would take us all year. <laughs> take us a year. Imagine coming in at, uh, in month 11. Like we almost got it, Kevin. We're almost done. Both have huge long beards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're white beards, and we're just and yeah, we're married with children now. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're different men. Uh, but yeah, I think this will be a more uh, a more Easily tackleable it, it, yes. challenge. It's a shorter book, and it's uh, it's not about a, a giant whale. That's a huge metaphor. And yeah, and we're not going to be arguing like when you say you're. What is like? I guess there's no wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no wrong answers. That's my way of saying it. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong, <laughs> but I I, I can't. Except actually for the say. one you just gave. That's yeah. the wrong. That one, one seems wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say that one's wrong. I'd uh, say that's the wrongest answer I've ever heard. <clears throat> wrong as hell. Yeah. Yeah, so Pride and Prejudice coming up uh coming soon, pretty soon, right? Yeah, within yeah, the, we're within get the started month. Yeah. And uh excited to de- tackle it. It is it's exciting that there's like these famous books that I still haven't like the the canon of literature is so enormous. I know. That it's like, oh, this is gonna be my favorite book and like there's like s- there's hundreds of classics that I I've know. Never read. Classics. Like yeah, like widely pre- I I started reading uh Cuckoo's Nest and I was like, yeah, this is really good. I guess uh, you know, 60 million people were right about this, you know. I guess generations of literary scholars <laughs> were pretty accurate. They're onto something. Yeah. Said, this book's pretty good. Huh. Yeah. So yep. it's it's going to be a good season and uh, I'm glad you had fun with the play. I loved it. Uh I recommend yeah, I recommend going to see it at Ed, Ed Harris will probably do it for a little while longer. I can't imagine 
it's mm. got to be a grind. Yeah. Um, I was like, at, at, at some points, I was like, I was like, damn, this is a Tuesday. Ed Harris is Ed Harris is talking to me. Like he had, like mm-hmm. he has to say all of these words that he memorized. He's saying it to me. Like I was like, shit. To me, Terrence Hartnett. Me, Terrence Hartnett, <laughs> and all a bunch the way of from nobody. Syracuse, New York. <laughs> And Ed Harris works for me now. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I bought Ed Harris for the night. Uh, so uh, so weird. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see you for Pride and Prejudice. Thank you very much for tuning in uh, so far. And uh, we're excited to be back. Can't wait to be back. See you soon. Bye. <laughs>